0: Welcome, beautiful souls. You are tuned in to Love Human, Be Spirit. With us, I'm Amy, a 3 5 emotional manifester, right angle cross of Eden.
1: And I'm Monique, a 1 4 splenic projector, right angle cross of the vessel of love. And we'd love to invite you to join us while we talk all things human and spirit through the lens of human design. We'd like to offer you inspiration, information, and lived experiences while we're on this human ride together. So buckle up, or don't, your choice. We're here to
0: celebrate your uniqueness and our own and offer a perspective that allows us to lean into what makes us special, what makes us human. So let's do it.
1: Get ready to laugh,
0: cry, and everything in between. And we plan to have a lot of fun along the way. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Love Human Be Spirit. We are happy and excited to have you here today.
1: How are you, Monique? I'm good. Welcome back, everybody. I'm doing good. I hope everybody else is doing great today. And we're excited to talk about a specific center. In the human design body graph chart today, we're gonna be talking about the ego center, ego slash heart center. Sometimes it's referred to as the heart center. Sometimes it's referred to as the ego center. That can be confusing. Um, So many words in human design can be confusing, but um, we wanna talk about that energy, um, the ego energy and why it's important to really understand your definition there, whether you're defined or not. and how to kind of understand both sides of that, and and what it looks like or what it feels like, maybe.
0: And I think um, we were really feeling called to share this one because um, we got to spend some time together in the real flesh this weekend, which was really exciting. And um, we had a couple experiences. What that, um, you know, we're here to share our lived experiences, and uh, we had a few that highlighted the fact that I have a completely open <laughs> art center. And that Monique's is, you know, beautifully defined. And so, you know, knowing that only 37% of the population has this defined and the energy that can be held. Remember, whether you're defined or not, you can feel at times, you know, definition in this area. You can feel the energies. We've talked about that before. But we just felt like it was important um, on a real day-to-day in your life experience what um how you can navigate this what might come up and how it can be supportive to you if you're in that 63 that doesn't have it defined like me and mine like i said mine's completely open so um this is that you know it's a motor right so um for the design so therefore it's an energy center and um while monique and i neither one um have a defined sacral this is kind of what gives you Monique energy right
1: like would you agree with that do you feel like yeah you a charge absolutely before we go further I just want to make sure everyone knows which center on the body graph the heart is and it's the little triangle the smallest triangle that you can see on there off to the side there, um, near the G center, towards the middle, and um, in human design, you know there are nine centers, whereas um, in the chakra system that we're all a little bit more familiar with, there are seven. One of those seven is the heart chakra. In that right, and so in human design, there's a G center and there's an ego slash heart center, and there's these two centers, and they both kind of live in that area of your body. That you one would think of as the heart chakra when you picture that chakra system that maybe a lot of people listening know that image more than the human design graph so you know this is a learning process this is something that is newer information so i just wanted to kind of give that that um visual so that you can start to understand where these energy centers live in your body because this is a big part of that right we have to feel these these things in our body, and like you just said, it is a motor. This particular little triangle, and um, it is my only motor in my um, in my body graph chart. So it uh, it absolutely provides me with uh, willpower and motivation to get things done. Um, and the interesting thing I think about the way that this motor works—it's unlike the sacral—is that um, it really it's not um it's not you know necessarily for it's hard to hard to describe the difference right now but i'm feeling like it's not like for just creative endeavors and output and all of these things it has to be for something that is really um going to serve me in this really sp- like beneficial way that's where the the energy comes out and almost it almost feels like bursts kind of like energy and it and it feels like it's coming on. It's like turning on when I am about to work on some things that I know are going to help me grow more or or something like that. Whereas like my creative energy probably comes from other centers in my heart. You know, it's not really, it's, I I wouldn't say it feels like that. I think it feels more about the energy and the motivation to really get shit done when you need to get shit done type of feeling. I don't know.
0: That's how it feels. Yes. I love that because as someone having it not defined, um, I, I want to use the word motivation of sorts. You know, like I think yeah. it's like the motivation to do the thing and mm-hmm. undefined. Sometimes I feel like I force that motivation. I mean, I have mm-hmm. defined root, and that's different. That's a pressure center, um, but this is that that um, I don't know. I have. I don't know that that I just keep wanting to use the word motivation. That's what feels most aligned here. And so, um, or willpower, you know, we we talk about the ego and the heart center as the will center sometimes too, you know, Mm we hear all these things. It's like a road that has three names. It's really fucking annoying, but it is what it is. Um, and so it's not that I don't, it's like you just innately have the willpower, but it's also very much designed to be self-serving and remember right. like this is enlightened selfishness folks like listen to our episode on that if you're not sure what that means but this is a high vibe thing we need this energy being put out there and i know for somebody like me before i understood design i could easily be offended by someone who could focus on themselves and that's like programming that is conditioning bullshit you know we're not supposed to be selfish i would use words like oh my god they're so selfish and now it's like when i see it in action which i was able to see with monique this weekend <laughs> and I'm like Fuck, that's amazing it's like yes because it shows me what's possible just because i don't have definition there like none doesn't mean that i can't have need and speak for things for myself and have that motivation and willpower to see them through What I don't want to do, the not self is fucking burnout or feel like I have to prove something. That's a very low vibe to this center. So it's just, it's a really cool thing to witness. It's again, it goes back to, which we have an episode on this. It's like finding deep compassion for the way people show up based on their design. I love to witness it. When I see it now, when it used to trigger me and think that that was rude or selfish. Now it's like, yes, thank you for showing me that consistent energy that you have available to you. That's how it feels for me.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm feeling really called to mention this right here and right now because while you you and I understand it this way because you and I are people that are really striving to be in alignment perpetually, what we really need is healthy defined ego energy. Yes. We need, we need all of us with the defined hearts like myself to the defined ego centers to really start understanding how that motivation, how that willpower, how that push energy kind of um, can be best used for us. And for, because it's best used for us, it's best for the people around us and the collective, you know, the things we're doing, if we're operating from a healthy ego space. And now I would say the, Um, Unhealthy defined ego could possibly look like somebody who's really manipulating, it could possibly look like somebody that pushes their agenda to get what they want. It could possibly look like somebody that is pushing their will on others. Um, That's all unhealthy defined ego energy. And I can say that because I know some of that. I was living some of that. You know, I'm by no means a manipulative person by nature. Um, Anybody that knows, I wouldn't ever say that to define myself, but I can surely tell you that pre-human design, um, there was, there was, I can look at some of my behaviors and see how I may have pushed a situation or manipulated it a little bit so that I could get what I wanted in it, and that's not re- that's not really the kind of healthy ego energy we're talking about. And I'm not bashing myself for doing it by any means. Um, we do what we can with the information we have when we have it. But since learning about how that energy works more inside of me, how I can use it to really lift myself and others, um, and not you know, it's self-serving, uh, motivation, but because of, because when you're serving yourself at your highest and for your best, you are doing the best for the people around you as well. But if you're just like doing this for like pushing agendas for reasons that are like, I just like material only, you know, I think that there's this really, um, thin line with a defined ego, because the ego is about material things. We, we, it's important that we feel, um, materially successful, uh, often with a defined ego in our definition. That is a, that's a common theme. Um, but it can't just, just, it can't stop there. And I, and I think there's like this thin line there. So I just want, you know, while, I love that you loved my defined ego energy. I, um, I want to mention that because I think it's important to, to know that. And, and I think that that's why the majority of the population has an undefined ego, because if we were set up with the majority having defined egos and we're still working through this way of fucking understanding this, gosh, could you imagine? So there's a reason I, I believe there's always a reason there's a reason why the ego projected and the ego manifested are one of the smaller authority types you know all of that it's all balanced right we're all this is all perfectly designed you know we all play a perfect little role here and um and yeah I do believe that that's a reason that that the number is like that and that's just my my opinion but well that's what uh, we're here to share
0: we're here to share our opinion and our perspective yeah. and our lived experiences. And I love that you brought that up about the two different types of authority, because the ego center is also an authority, right? It's And it's right. also one of the lower percentages. So again, not everybody, you know, walking the face of the earth is bumping around with this consistent energy. And I also want to go back to the manipulative piece of it, because you spoke to something, there's only four gates in the center, right? So just four. Right. And gate 26, which I know you have as a defined gate and you actually have the full channel, is kind of like known um, as the gate of the salesperson. Um, And it could be used to manipulate because um, what the the person who's gifted to have this um, defined is they can relay messages to a variety of personalities. Therefore, they know the right way to say things, which To Monique's point, a lower vibe would be to use it in a manipulative way. The highest vibe is to be able to express the information and say the things so that um, everyone can, you know, hopefully (laughs) glean the information that's being shared. And then back to um, the material piece of it, that goes back to like gate 21 that's in there. It's that natural instinct for how to control resources. This could be another low vibe scenario that you'll control the resources to best serve you and not share with the world. That's a low vibe. That's not really what's intended in that um, gate whatsoever. Um, and then um, Gate Fifty One, which I just freaking love that gate. We see, we know it lovingly as the Gate of Shock. It's that real desire to impact others, and think about that. That's a high vibe ego perspective that you kind of have this tendency to come out with some shocking statements or even action to shock others out of their complacency, to shock them either into connection or action, or this could be very competitive energy that can be housed in the ego center too, if you have that defined. Um, But what happens is, is as a result of that quote unquote, shock, things start to change. And don't we need change and evolution? Yeah, we do. Um, And so then the only other one, like what I love about the energy of the ego center, it's very much a sentence starter of I want, you know, and it's like, and so it's for you. And I love to witness that now. And that's, what's different now that I, as soon as I get to be in the space of someone, I can almost always tell, and you can, A little bit. It could be the G center. It could be the ego. It could be both. But I love to witness it because then I usually have a pretty good idea of whether it's defined or not. Um, And then the only other one that I didn't mention was gate 40. And it's the gate of really like giving to the tribe. Um, And so, you know, you kind of want to be at the center of the tribe. It's very motivationally. Um, And the, the low vibe of that, though, is the more I give, the more valuable I am. And this is the low vibe of that center, right? It's like, I have to prove my worth. And no, we don't. We're worthy because we are and i think that's why i love to chime in on this because i see how i have worked through this and i think defined or not we all get to work on this because of conditioning but everybody like i see it in people they think well if i do this then maybe i'll get that it's the give to get and no we're worthy of things because we are we're valuable we have inherent value because we do and Um, I have deservability because I do not because of what I've done or, you know, what space I hold or that kind of thing. That's
1: kind of just my few of my little tidbits. What about you, Monique? Yeah, no, that's, that's all, that's all super, super accurate because that's, that is, um, you know, like you said, something that we could all I think work on um, and something that we do all kind of have to remind ourselves that we are enough just by existing, just by being here, just by me being me. I am worthy of anything that I desire and want, and um, that goes for you too and for everybody else listening uh, to find ego or not. And um, I think that it's uh, I think that it's it's really interesting to to look at how to look at how this center plays into, um, I'd like to talk a little bit more about the material part because what do you feel about that with an undefined uh, center here? Do you feel a connection to wanting material things? Because this is something that I, it's not something that I would outwardly have really noticed about myself, um, but now looking at it in a different lens, I do like things, I buy things all the time. (laughs) you know Um, and in my case I don't really like a lot of expensive things my taste isn't really like that but I love to buy things I'm a consumer 101 I say that all the time like if I'm in a store I'm probably going to get something before I leave Um, probably you know I mean whether whether it's like a little thing whether it's something I just have to have but it's that feeling a lot of the time with with material things and I, I, that's just something I never really noticed about myself. Um, and I'm wondering if you feel that on, if you, if you relate to the other end of that at all.
0: So it's interesting because I've given myself a lot of time to reflect on this as I have continued to, um, you know, mature and grow and evolve. And I probably have way less stuff now. I mean, I get rid of stuff all the time and I'm unlike you. I wouldn't go in the store and walk out with something. 90% of the time, if I walk into a store, I probably won't with the exception of the fucking grocery store. I mean, that's what I'm going for to get groceries. Right. But I am an, I will, I like to use my financial resources for experiences that's mm-hmm. very much. And I've had a lot of ridicule in my life. I have spent money like crazy on vacations and experiences and massage and, you know, like the, the kinds of things that, cert, that that's how, uh, but the, where I feel like this comes in on the material plane is there have been times in my life where I have thought to myself, there's not enough to go around of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was never in control of our resources growing up and that felt very um, lack and scarcity mindset oriented. And I have really had to work on that that if, if you know, my big one people, I bring this up a lot is food. It's like, Oh my God, if that's gone, then what, you know? And it's like that I have really worked on that for myself because just because someone else has some, doesn't mean there's not enough for everyone. And I think that's the manipulative side of someone that holds on to the resources of something and, you know, feels superior. That's that, that, messiness that we don't want that's the energy we don't want people to hold here right that's not the aligned energy we're looking for um but i would not refer to myself as materialistic of sorts and i don't think that's good or bad isn't that what the world
1: (laughs) we get to have the balance of both right well yeah i mean i i'd like to say i don't think it's good or bad either but i do i think i i do have conditioning that that's kind of bad to be materialistic. of course yeah. And, um, and so and that's why I, I, I say, you know, with a defined ego, that is part of the thing, though, I mean, my daughter has a defined ego, she's an ego projected projector, she's one of the small percentage where that's her actual authority in her design. And, um, she's like that too with material things. I see it, you know, when we're together and, and, you know, maybe that's because I'm her mom and maybe some of this has to do with your, with our upbringings as well and how much we were able to get or not, you know, maybe, I mean, I was definitely, uh, I've been very fortunate in my existence, you know, I, I never really wanted for anything. Um, So there, I'm sure that plays a role too, but um I, like yeah just this I, I just i wanted to share that and talk a little bit more about that just in case that there's somebody else that kind of relates to how i um you know we we do kind of get conditioned to think that it's bad to be materialistic and um and i think that if you especially if you have a defined ego but even if you don't and you have material connections on this plane and this 3d experience while we're here that's okay too um if that's if that helps you know, your existence feel better and more successful or more happy or more, you know, satisfied.
0: Yeah, sorry, here I am always interrupting. Um, But that's what (laughs) I was going to ask. Do you think it makes you happy? Do you think it makes her happy? Because my experience of whenever I have, especially like out of college, you know, first job, my ex-husband and I, you know, dual income, no kids, we bought things because I didn't have things growing up, you know, and so it was just like, blah, And none of that shit ever made us quote unquote me anyway, happy, you know? So is it the energy of, I I'm curious if it's, um, you buy them because they create happiness for you, which is beautiful. Yeah. And maybe the lower vibe, the one that we're saying is not as aligned is I have this, therefore I'm better than you.
1: I'm, right. val- I'm more valuable yeah. than you, or, or those material things define your value or yeah. define your work yeah. or define yes. your existence. Yes. And certainly I wouldn't ever think, I don't, I'm not like that with material things at all. Like I I'm very, it's always been very clear to me that, you know, this is all outside of me stuff, but, um, I do notice now how much it is like, I need this thing. When I see a thing that I need, that I really want, like you said, it's an energy of, I want from this ego center all of a sudden my willpower is like god that chair in my house that i get to like sit on every day and like i need it i need it in my house and that feeling of like really wanting or really needing something and not feeling bad about that um and just going and getting it because maybe you do really need or want that thing maybe it is going to lift your vibe so much once you have it in your home or whatever and just like kind of getting okay around being like that because that's some conditioning that i have experienced here. I just had a
0: thought to give an example of when I got to witness your beautifully defined ego for one of the first times from a resources perspective, right? A material resources. We were at the retreat and you had a bag full of, um, I, I want to say they were like vitamin C things like, you know, to get everybody was going to be yeah. taking their plane ride. You know, you were like giving it out like crazy, like yes. you know, everybody, you know, dose up, protect yourself. I mean, you just, you just had a bag full of it and no shit Monique in my head. I thought, is she going to have enough for herself? Mm. And I can tell you, you weren't worried about that. Mm-mm. You you were didn't even cross my not, mind. No, that was not the energy right. you were showing up with at all. Right. You were just like, everybody, I am a resource. Here I am. I have this for us. And you didn't worry, you didn't have that scarcity. And my programming, maybe part of that energy up was, oh mm-hmm. shit, does she mm-hmm. have enough for herself? Mm-hmm. Because what I wanted to do, my undefined is I'm not worthy of that. I don't want to take hers if she's not going to have any.
1: So right.
0: You can I, you know, there's That's a probably, cool example. Yeah. That's I a mean, really cool example. I just and that I I see that in you for everything. You said that you haven't wanted for anything. And so my energy is I feel like I've always wanted for something, you know, type yeah. of thing. And it was like, I'll be happy when, which PS is never true
1: <laughs> because
0: I get to create happiness right now, but I feel like you feel very well resourced and very well supported. And therefore you don't have this, I've got to cling to it. And some of the energy that I could um, feel like potentially I've embodied over the years is I have to cling to it because I don't know if I'll be able to get it again.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's an interesting way to look at it too. Um, And that's very like vulnerable of you to share that because I'm sure that that resonates for some people too. You know, that whole like, well, there's not enough to go around. I mean, that is deep conditioning for for a lot of people, you know. Oh, yes. And um yeah, and and I I love how you keep saying resources because that's that is such a um that makes me feel better <laughs> about it <laughs> than materialist things but they are resources and that is so true because people are resources and things are resources and these are all and like the in that beautiful example that you just gave um which I didn't even think about it like that of course but um um, but yeah, and now think about that even more, right. I'm, I'm giving, I brought like a giant box of emergencies. Yeah. Those vitamin C things. Cause I figured everyone's going to be flying in and out and yeah, that's going to help the tribe, right. Or whatever. I don't have that game in my heart defined, but still. And, um, I just, uh, I do have that channel of surrender connected to the spleen, which is like knowing about what like everybody needs. Right. But think about that too. That's, at the bottom of that, that is kind of egotistical because everybody's going to be like, oh my God, Monique is so nice. She gave us this vitamin C stuff to fly home with. And it's like, does my ego mind that? Probably not. Probably not. If somebody came up to me later or like you just retelling this, I think that just strokes my ego kind of nicely when you just retold that story. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that, that's okay too though. Like that it has that under it because that wasn't the point that wasn't where why I did it of course in this scenario I'm not but um but an unhealthy ego maybe maybe that's where they're maybe they would have done it for that reason for the recognition for that like stroke my ego but either way The mechanics are the same, if you think about it. My intention was just pure because I was doing it from a place of like, this is what everybody needs. I brought this for this reason so that I could actually, like I thought that to myself Um, and, and I had so much at home that I knew I had enough to spare for, to bring, you know? Um, I knew that it was going to be a close community of people that I was most likely going to get along with really well since this was a human design. You know, I knew all that. That was my intention going in and why I did it. But at the end of the day, yeah, you know, that's still like kind of an egoy thing to, under it. You know what I mean? Like a little bit. And that's okay. That's, that's both, you know, cool too. Right. I think maybe a low vibe would be expect, like you said,
0: expecting. Mm -hmm. You know, like that that's how you found your worth or your value. That's a very low vibe. That's that's misaligned. You were just like, no, I've got it. Here you go. You know, here it is for the club for everybody to benefit from. And I'm over here going, oh shit, I wonder if she left some for herself. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's that's kind of the energy that I hold by having it undefined, you know. Or ooh, do I deserve that? You know, because I don't want somebody else not to get it if I take it. You know, that's just. I think that's the difference there a little bit that we get to show. And I know I, I've witnessed it in my 25, you know, former years in corporate America of that energy. If I just wanted to make sure I prove myself, I used to say that if I would switch positions or companies, i would be like, God, here I go again. I have to fucking prove myself. No, we don't. God, no, we don't. We're worthy because we are. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my mantras has been for quite some time. I have nothing to prove. I have nothing mm-hmm. to prove. I am inherently worthy. And I think, you know, you get to say that for yourself too, even having it defined, you know, mm-hmm. I know what
1: I want and
0: I know I deserve it.
1: You know, right. what a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's not, Uh, It's so it's so weird, because it's not really the energy of like, I am here to prove something. But sometimes maybe I am here to show something or to, I don't know, help prove how something could be, or something along those lines more, you know what I mean? Right? Because I don't know, having the energy of like, I am here to prove something doesn't really sound like the right way that I feel having the defined heart, uh, ego center, right? But um, but it does feel okay to, to say like, you know, I could show what could be proven maybe if I just do it or whatever, you know, it could be looked at like that. Um,
0: and don't you think that you still have
1: the potential to push yourself too hard to prove
0: it or even potentially yeah. push others because you have that defined Absolutely. And, and let's go back to that manipulation perspective or that salesman energy. I love what you have said before. I have an argument for everything. I can, I can make a case for anything, not an argument like you like in the high vibe. Right. Right. But like you can make a case for a lot of different things. And I think that's that quality of gate 26. Don't you Maybe
1: for sure. I'm sure that plays a part of it. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. Because I, I always, I, I considered like law I remember thinking about being a lawyer when I was younger just because that's what you know you always hear about lawyers that they can argue aside to any story whatever god could you imagine I would have never gotten through law school but anyway um (laughs) but uh but I do and you know I'm sure as environment that plays into that too two sides of everything but um I always I used to write that off to my Libra being so close like I'm a Virgo sun sign, but I'm the last day of Virgo. So I always used to say I have Libra tendencies and Libra is the, you know, the scales, the two sides. So I always kind of thought it was that before I learned other things, maybe it's all of these things. Right. But, um, I do think that you're right. I think that, that, that gate 26, and especially because I do have the channel, there is some of that, um, I can, you know, I mean, I can't, it's a salesman type of energy. So if I, if I, especially, I mean, Honestly, I don't know, maybe people with this gate can use it different ways. But for me, it's like, um, it's almost like an involuntary, amazing sales pitch in a moment when I am um, really behind whatever it is I'm talking about. That's what, that's what the energy feels like for me. And that's why I didn't really fully even understand it. Um, And I even started getting told this in my line of work that I'm now kind of moving out of, but in the hospitality industry, bartending, um, and being in front of people in the service industry, uh, there's a lot of like incentives and we're supposed to sell, you know, certain drinks or like, if we get a new product in and I really liked it and I would just go talk about it to people, they would always buy it whatever it was I was talking about like oh try it wasn't like hey try this thing like the car salesman guy on tv but it was me talking about something that I really was like like excited about or thought was really fantastic and the natural quality of like salesmanship comes out there it, with this gate um and and that's and then I'm like hi then my motor's on and now I'm like talking fast and pumped up and blah, 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 blah and that's like exciting energy I think for the other when it's when it's for me when it's involving something that I feel that I'm like backing, that I like that I could back but I don't know maybe if with this gate you could use that energy even if like to bullshit you know, something without having the, back. I don't know. I mean, I'm innocence motivation too. I'm not really a great liar, kind of terrible at it actually, but, um, you know, I don't know. I, I imagine that with this day, you, you, there, the potential is there for that.
0: And can't you um, sniff out a liar too with this with yes. this definition? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know if that's the whole channel or if that's my channel of surrender, because sometimes I feel like it's my channel of surrender that can like, that sniffs that out. Well, yeah. It's that out. Out. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, smell from
0: this lean. Yeah. but,
1: but maybe, uh, I don't know. I don't know if to find ego necessarily plays a part in that. Um, I think my I love project- how
0: you shared that though, because I think that the energy in the ego center is all about how, um everything is impacted on the physical plane, right? Like in the 3D everything. So that's why we do talk about material things. And we do talk about, you know, our value and our worth and the willpower um, and the, you know, motivation to do things and whether that's like, I would definitely, I play cards a lot with in my family and I lo- have the love of the game. I couldn't give two shits less who won or not, and I I actually am uh, one that would win pretty often, and that can be really frustrating for somebody who's competitive because I'm just happy to be playing, and then it as it turns out I'm not competitively playing. It's just you know how it turns out, and then I end up winning, and you know there's usually an interesting conversation about that because. Uh, the family members that I have that have them, themselves to ego to, to find get pissed, you know, right. <laughs> They're competitive. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's interesting too. I, whenever you, um, I think about my daughter with the competitiveness because when her and I play games, it comes out a lot. <laughs> like we're playing board games and winning is really important to her. I see this a lot when we play games together. I don't really see myself that way as much with games. I don't feel that I have a competitive nature, but we have different gates in our chart. We both have 26. She does not have the channel, but she has the gate just like I do, but she has 51, 20. She has the fifty one twenty five. That's her only channel. Um, and that's a channel of initiation. And there's a competitiveness around that channel. And it's the gate of shock is in there, right? I don't have the 51 in mine. I don't have that in my design. Um, I think 26 is my only one in my heart that I do have. It's the only reason I have a defined heart. So, um, I think that maybe that plays a role too in how your competitiveness shows up um, with this center defined. You know, does does gate 51 bring out a little bit more competitive defined ego? Possibly. Yeah. I don't, maybe. You know. Or maybe does more gates activated in your ego center bring out more competitive ego spirit? Maybe because my daughter does have more activations in hers than mine. I just pulled um, this
0: up. Yeah, she has three. She has 20, three. 26, 51, and 21. So the only one she doesn't have is 40. So, right.
1: Yeah. And I only have one activation. So yeah. while we both have defined hearts, maybe that's why her competitive energy is jacked up a little bit, you know, <laughs> like, and it's all conscious. Well, her full channel isn't conscious, though. In the, right. She's 51, she has conscious and. Oh, all three heart gates are conscious. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. she can feel that pump. I mean, that's why she's an ego projected projector. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and should we tell what that what we mean by that? Let's yeah, I was just going to say, okay. two, Um, to uh, well, what I was going to say for ego projected authority, the question to ask themselves is what's in this for me? Yes, that's literally the question that she has to, like, concern herself with as opposed to what's your what's emotional authority's questions. How does this make me feel? Yes. Right. That's for you. Yeah. um i can't think of my will spleen. This one ha- will this make me happy you know yeah kind of thing yeah what's mine what's the spleen one i don't know whatever <laughs> we're talking about the ego so i think yours is. The, how does this make you feel i don't know Listen, no I we're talking about it. you're right we're talking about ego, ego. <laughs> focus so ego um right ego projected it could be ego projected projector or ego manifester right those are the two ego authorities um when talking about an ego projected projector, it means that there's only two centers here defined, usually, right? I guess she could have three with a no, because then she'd be self projected, right? Right? Yeah. So yeah. And the question uh,
0: you ask yourself, I just looked for our beautiful listeners: is does this feel right to me? The spleen question is: does this decision feel right to me? Yeah. And, you know, for me with emotional authority is, you know, um, does this make me happy? And for her, what's in it for me, for that ego to find it, which is beautiful. We all, that's what makes the world go round. So I freaking love it. I love that. We all get to connect with, you know, the vibe of our definition. And, um, and I know I want to go, you know, go back. I want you to finish what you were going to say, but I want us to talk whenever I said, you it's conscious or unconscious. I don't know that we've ever officially covered that. So if our listeners were like, what the hell are you talking about, Amy? I want to make sure we cover that too. Did you finish what you wanted to say though?
1: True. Um, yeah, I think so. I just, you know, wanted to touch on the the ego projective projector. It's so in, it's similar to like a self-projected who's like there to like talk it out and stuff like that. That can help somebody like my daughter. Um, it could also just help her to think it through, but really um, getting clear on how this is benefiting me is the question. So that means um, not doing things because it's going to make somebody else's life easier or something like that. Like not saying yes to like, oh, okay, this will be better for my best friend. So I'm going to say yes, that type of thing. And that's can be hard, I think, to do Um, again, conditioning wise. So if you're ego projected, like my kid, um, it's just really important to know that that's important for you to make decisions based on you very much on you and, um, and truly trusting that by doing that, you are doing what's best for the collective and the people in your life. But only if you're truly, um, allowing yourself to be motivated and pushed for the things that are going to what's in it for you? And that sounds like such a selfish question, right? Like to say in this society, but it's fucking true. And, and, and that's the only way to really get clear on that when you're um on your decision-making, when you're ego protectors, and that could take a lot of time or it could be in the moment also with this authority um, is another thing. So, you know, there's no timeline, there's no uh, talk it through necessarily. There's none of that. There's, there's really just getting quiet with yourself and seeing, what's in this for me? How is this going to make me feel? Um, if I get it, if I do it, if I, you know, move this way or whatever. And I am not as familiar with ego manifested, but, um, are you more familiar with that? No, but I do want to make a point about what you said,
0: what's in it for me. I actually love that. And I love to be able to witness that because, I think that that reduces and minimizes the potential for burnout, like pushing yourself too hard. And so when you can check in, because we're so taught and conditioned to do for the other, to exhaustion, to depletion. And so if you can embrace, because like I said, whether we're defined here or not, we have the potential to have the highest vibration of the energy that's available in this center. And I, even though I have no definition, there are things that happen in, in shift in the transits. We talked about that in the gate of beginnings, right? You can feel the energy of going. what's going on if there's a gate that's activated. And I want to ask myself, I want to resource myself and say, what's in it for me? Is this the best use of my beautiful energy? Is this the best use of the resources that I have? And so when I get to witness somebody doing that for themselves, it empowers me to do that for me. So that's what I love about that.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. Um, And that's a great point. And you know, and if you think about this, you you picture um, somebody like my daughter's chart, it's, it's, she has two centers defined, right? She's, she's wildly open and that's her only motor, just like me. So it's, that asking yourself, what is in this for me and how is this gonna, that's that's protection for her. You know, that's built in protection in her own inner authority so that she, so that her body can have the energy that it needs to do the thing, you know, to push her forward for, the, for what she wants for herself because she doesn't have um, any other motors and she has those, you know, only those two centers defined. So, you know, it's very important to get clear on what do you have the energy for? you know, and you're a projector. So that's all built in for her protection. Or even if you're an ego manifester, what do you have the energy for? Because you're a manifester, both non-sacral beings here. So getting really clear on that question um, is inevitably the best thing to do, even though that might sound like a selfish ask in the moment. But if you're only, if you start getting used to doing that, then you're only committing to the things that you are truly going to have the energy to, to, to really fulfill and do for yourself and in turn others. Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. Beautifully said. So to touch on the conscious versus the unconscious that I was reflecting. So if you're looking at your design and you see that the lines are black, um, those are the ones that we are likely very conscious of. We are aware of the energies in those unless there's conditioning, right? And then the ones that are red um, are the ones that we reference or refer to as the unconscious. So we might not likely be as aware of. And so we get to be invited to um, help ourselves lean into those more. And so when we were talking about your daughters, you know, all three of her gates that are defined in the heart center, she's likely very conscious of which means in theory, she would be actively using those and leaning into those on the regular because it's consistent for her. It doesn't mean that you wouldn't if they're red, you just might not be as aware right? You might, it just might kind of be under the surface type of thing.
1: Yeah. The way that I I heard it put recently really stayed with me and it was um, yeah. So the black, the black conscious gates and or channels um, we are self-aware of these gifts in us usually, right? We can like think about them. I can think about my um, salesman channel. I just, uh, my salesman gate 26, I just spoke on it i can be aware of it right whereas the subconscious ones it's kind of like your body is just doing the thing doing that gate straight and the awareness comes maybe after you did it or during or but like not always before like and you don't really know it unless it's maybe pointed out to you uh by another you know that's why it's subconscious um Sometimes, you know, we can come to things with our dreams with these kinds of gates too, I, I believe, because it's our subconscious, right? Like we can kind of connect with them um, maybe in different ways, but not so much as not as as aware, not as self-aware during our waking hours. And when we're consciously connecting with our others and stuff like that is how I really um, see it now. Yeah, I like
0: that. I like that a lot. I think, you know, that one thing that we haven't pointed out that, you know, definitely needs to be highlighted here of all nine centers, the ego center is the center that has the potential for the most and greatest conditioning. Um, it's kind of where our shadow can hide, um, you know, at the highest. And think about that from the fact that only 37% has it fully defined. So our whether we have it defined or not are so many of us bumping around in this world with that, you know, energy of not enoughness. I have something to prove I'm not worthy. I'm not valuable. And we're wanting to raise that vibration because, you know, we're all about self-love here, love human, right? Be spirit. And so we are just wanting to shine a light on this specific center. Um, as it relates to how we can allow ourselves to Um, experience it in the highest expression, whether it's defined or not, whether you have gates that are lit up or not, whether it's conscious or unconscious, all the above. It's just recognizing that you can create a mantra for yourself, you know, no matter whether it's defined or not, which we touched on. I know mine is I have nothing to prove and I'm inherently worthy. I love that one. Um, And I love, you know, the one, I know what I want, right? And I know what I deserve. If you do have it defined and just letting yourself come at that from, again, if this is meant to be how things are affected on the physical plane, how can we utilize the energy in this center to um, for ourselves and for others in the highest potential vibration and being aware of potential conditioning that shows up whenever, in my instance, when Monique was given out our beautiful vitamin C, oh my God, you know, is there enough? Well, of course there is, there's an abundance of everything in the world. There's always enough. And just check in with yourself. Where's that coming from? You know, and then um, allow yourself to say, I don't want to feel that way anymore. Or I would like to move more toward, you know, we're all resourced and um, check in with, you know, don't think harshly of yourself. If you enjoy material things, it's beautiful. Like, does this, does this make me happy? Amen, sister, like, let it make Mm -hmm. you happy and, um, and honor that, but letting go of the programming that that makes you egotistical or, you know, just checking in, like, are you controlling resources or being manipulative anyway, that might be a little bit more of a low vibe expression of that energy. It's what I really felt called to share. Um, and I think why we, I just, we, I, we got to experience it in the real, you know, real life this weekend. And um, I just thought it would be cool to share just kind of what we had experienced. Cause that's what we do here. We share our lived experiences through the lens of human. Design. Yeah,
1: totally. Um, I love, I love that. I love what you said there. And um, I just think that, you know, maybe we can even start redefining the word egotistical because it's like, you know, really really hearing that is always like, oh, I don't want to be that, but, you know, I'm an ego being is what I'm starting to understand. So, um, there's that. So, you know, it's, it's about, it's about understanding it in a way that makes you feel good about yourself. I think instead of, um, and, and really always looking at whatever, whatever your design is in a way that can support you and, and really make you feel like, um, the most true and best version of you you know and not not what other people are expecting or or looking for wanting from you know but really getting back down to what how how it is that you want things for you or don't want things for you or all of that the idea of that but yes yeah so much yeah I'm glad that that we got into it all
0: yeah, I think so. You know, last reflections you 37%ers that have this defined model it for us in the highest vibration you possibly can so check in with yourself because it's important for us to see it being expressed in the beautiful way so that the 67% of us can know our worth and value and live in the highest vibe of that and I I just fully believe that that's going to improve your relationships. It's going to improve how you show up for yourself. And there's a ripple effect to that. And um, it helps when all of us can allow ourselves to become more aligned little by little, this doesn't have to happen in one great big chunk. We're just breaking this down in digestible chunks, hopefully. And so with this one little um, area of your design that has the potential for the greatest conditioning, how might you raise your vibration with that? And how might that not only affect you, but affect those around you, which we know then it
1: affects the collective,
0: so. That's what we're here for.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I have anything else to add there. I think that that's, that, that feels like a good place to, to wrap that up.
0: I agree. I think that we get to end it with love yourself because I feel like that's at the heart of everything, right? No pun intended. So, yeah. Awesome. Or pun
1: intended. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> love yourself.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right, you beautiful humans, thank you for hanging in with us for another episode. We love any and all feedback, um if you feel called to share with us or, you know, have ideas that you want us to cover, we'd love to know. Be um, you know, uh, free to share with us on our Instagram page, at love human, be spirit, or, you know, comment in some way to us to let us know. We love the feedback. So thank you for your support. Yes, please. Awesome. All right. That's a wrap for today. Bye for now.
1: Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it inspiring and digestible. If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us if you'd take a moment to follow us so you'll be notified when new episodes are released.
0: And if you're feeling really generous, please share and review our podcast as long as it's a five-star review. Otherwise, never mind. Maybe just keep that to yourself.
1: And lastly, if you're new to human design or just curious to learn more about your own, Amy and I both have offerings for that.
0: We also have an extensive human design community that we belong to. So if we don't feel like the right fit, we can certainly guide you to someone who is.